the Women Like You podcast would like to acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional owners of the land we walk on. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. leaving that first class with the new instructor and I could barely walk for the rest of that week. I looked like I'd been riding a horse for a month. My (laughs) mum just turns to me and she was like, you know what she means by pelvic floor, don't you? And I was like, I think so. And she's like, itty vagina, itty vagina. Hello and welcome to Women Like You, the podcast for women who hate working out but know they should. I'm Sarah and I'm a GP and I work in fertility and women's health. And I'm Gab. I'm an audio producer and journalist. This is the podcast for women who've always struggled to stick to a regular fitness routine. It's for the exercise sloths who have an ad hoc approach to getting fit. We share our advice and tips for how to be more consistent with exercise. And some of your stories and experiences with getting fit too. And this is all in the name of good health and helping you to become a little bit fitter than you are now. Mm Mm-hmm. A few episodes ago, we read an email from one of our Wiley followers, Angela, who told us that she'd been doing daily Pilates and core exercises. Yeah, Angela's been doing a program recommended by her physio because she's recovering after childbirth and ab separation. Oh, that sounds painful. Yeah, that that was a big baby. (laughs) And it's got us to thinking about this Pilates phenomenon. Look, it's been a very trendy type of exercise for the last few decades. There's classes and studios everywhere, and as is the case with Angela, it's a popular form of rehabilitation too. So on this episode, we thought we'd take a look at what the hell it is, where it came from, and if it lives up to the hype. Uh, Before we get to the Pilates hype, though, I've got another batshit crazy fitness trend that I want to share. Are you ready for this one? (laughs) Where are you finding these things? Yeah. In this lay it on me, lay it on me, Burke. Mysterious place called the internet. It's amazing what you'll find. Mm. Specifically, Instagram. <laughs> so the other day, I was uh, I was scrolling the gram as I do, and this video came up of Hollywood actress Kate Hudson, who, by the way, posts a lot of fitness stuff on her Instagram. And look, some of the stuff that she does is incredible. She works very hard and has incredible core strength. But well, She has like an amazing fitness empire. Like she's, she does, she's got a yeah. huge uh, like fitness apparel. Yeah, there's, it's, it's very much her, her brand, her thing. Um, this, this, this wasn't a part of her um, fitness empire. This is just a, a, a workout that she's been doing that she was testing out and took a video of it and posted it on Instagram a little while ago now. Um, the only way for me to describe it is some kind of water bag workout. Mm. It's called... Tell, tell me more. Tell me more about this water bag workout. So it's called a HydroCore bag. I'm sure there's many different versions of it, brands of it, whatever. I don't even know if that's the brand, but it's called... It's, HydroCore. It's, it's like an aqua bag. It's basically a, a bag full of water, like a bum bag mm-hmm. filled with water, bum bag shape. Okay. <laughs> now, Kate is there holding it with both hands and she's kind of lassoing it around her head, switching switching her weight from side to side. And she posted it with the caption, this gives staying centred a whole new meaning for me. First time taking this for a ride, definitely not the last. 
So I had totally not seen this until you <laughs> until you sent it to me, and uh, and it looks dreadful. It, it looks <laughs> to me like sorry, but maybe look, maybe it's amazing. And if uh, if anybody wants to send a hydro call bag to women like you, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we possibly won't. I mean, that's the thing. Like I did some research on it to see what the hell this thing is. This this bum bag filled with water. Because um, it's pretty huge. Like, at least this one is. It looks massive. Yeah, and apparently you can kind of adjust how much water you you use in order like to modify it depending on how strong you are. Yeah, the, that makes sense. The aim of it is to throw you off balance so that your core kicks in. It's supposed to improve your rotational strength. You're moving from side to side. It's You're holding the water bag above your head, by the way. Um, I didn't know I was meant to have rotational strength. Right. Apparently that's a thing, um, according to the batshit crazy world of fitness. Now, as I said, like it's, it's supposed to improve your, you know, you're basically supposed to get your core muscles kicking in there. But that really only works if you have good core strength. And for me, who doesn't? I immediately think lower back injury, shoulder and neck pain. I reckon I'd have a migraine within a day just just trying one of these hydrocore bags. Yeah, no, that's that's a rotator cuff injury, a... uh, a Disc herniation, it's it's yeah, that that's that's an injury waiting to happen. <laughs> but also, what do you do when you go to the doctor? Because clearly you're gonna to need to get some scans done to figure out how you've actually damaged yourself. You know, you So uh, could you could you, could you could tell you me demonstrate- precisely what you've been doing? Um <laughs> Well, it Dr. Kavanaugh everywhere. <laughs> Dr. Kavanaugh, I filled a bum bag with water and I lassoed it around my head like a lunatic. I aggressively but- threw it around my head like <laughs> But it it gives staying centered a whole new meaning. <laughs> I look, I I like the idea that you can kind of fill it to you, you know. So it's you know you could put two kilos of water in it. You could put ten kilos of water in it. So you could technically kind of adjust it to your strength. But it just uh, it it looks insane. <laughs> it it just it, like to me it just screamed back injury. I could just I could see myself just. And she is a fit woman. Like mm. she is a seriously fit woman and and it just looked wrong. It just, <laughs> it just looked it looked wrong. I was like, no, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, it's But look, you know, no disrespect to Kate Hudson. She's incredible. Uh as you said, so fit. And yeah, her Instagram page is, is filled with all of these types of amazing videos of stuff that she's doing with um with her fitness instructor and you know, as part of a program. But obviously, you know, a good reminder for for you and I and exercise sloths like us, uh, who don't have access to millions and millions of dollars of resources, you know, for for amazing fitness instructors instructors or, you know, really specific fitness programs. And whose job it is not to look amazing so that, I, you know, you can be in a film or whatever or run a fitness empire. You know, like it's it's just a good reminder that these things are not what you and I need in order to get no, fit. No, also just, yeah, don't do everything that you see on the internet. <laughs> it goes for life, life, just general life rule, not just fitness. <laughs> All power to you, Hudson. <laughs> All right, Pilates. Pilates. Pilates, or pilates, as I like to call it. But, you know, pilates kind of makes me think of piles, so probably not. Hmm. I think you get piles doing that (laughs) hydro core thing. (laughs) Have you ever done pilates? Yeah, look, I've I've done it on and off. I did some pilates way back in med school. These were 
these were the reformer classes, you know, oh. the, the the Pilates machines. See, I'd never, um, I'd never even seen the machines until like the last five years. I didn't know they existed. Yeah, no, this was like early two thousands, mm. and I, I kind of, I don't know, they're they're a pretty crazy looking contraption. They kind of remind me of the rack. <laughs> You know, we like to stretch someone out on the rack, medieval style. Yeah, like as a torture, um, a torture instrument. Yeah. Well, they oh god, pretty they torturous. Can be. They can be a bit torturous, but yeah, look, I've done I've done Pilates on and off over the years, and more recently, um, back at my old gym when I would intermittently attend, um, there were reformer classes there for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, and I had a great instructor for a bit, and I got really into it for a short period of time, and then she left. And then a monster took over her job and, <laughs> and terrified I never went back me. Again. <laughs> and I, yeah, no. And I went to so like I'd been going to these kind of beginner slash intermediate, never advanced reformer classes. And they look, they, you know, they've got these. Have you've not done a reformer? No, class? never. I've seen yeah, videos so they've got of these, them. Like got these like massive springs, and you kind of spring load these machines depending on your strength and and whatnot. And yeah, like I was in this kind of beginner intermediate class and and I was really enjoying it. It was quite fun. Mm. Um, and, yeah, she left and then, yeah, the, the new instructor was terrifying and she was kind of making sure that everyone was doing things on, you know, the highest strength and it was just, I don't what? know. It's, and and it's, got, it's got an entirely different language and, and I get that, you know, whenever you're embarking on something new, there's new language to learn, there's mm. new nomenclature to get your head around. Nomenclature. Um, Nomenclature. Um, and <laughs> yeah, and I just, I never, I never went back. In fact, I remember leaving that, that first class with the new instructor and I could barely walk for the rest of that week because oh when you're, when you're using these, um, these reformer machines, like it's a lot of inner thigh work. Mm. So it's like, yeah, I, I looked like I'd been riding a horse for a month. Oh man, and, and trying to sit sit on the toilet, things like sit sit down mm-hmm. in the chair, all mm. those things. You'd be like, brace yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, I have done Pilates, but then also because I'd only really ever done the reformer Pilates, I'd never done much floor work, mm-hmm. mat work, mm-hmm. and and then whenever I did floor Pilates, I don't know, I just I preferred yoga. I think I had had more experience with yoga, and I knew that I knew the words for yoga. Yeah, um, and. Yeah, I kind of like the breath work and meditation that you have in an nice yoga session. So I, I've just always favoured other things. Yeah, wow, that's really interesting that you say that because I had completely the opposite experience. The only Pilates I've ever done is not with any kind of machine, is all the floor work Pilates. Um, and I distinctly remember I was in high school and mum signed the both of us up to this like eight-week Pilates class it was at a community centre, so, you know, like very grassroots in an old wooden hall in the suburbs of Brisbane, super low-key, you know, like the floorboards creaked. You could see through to the dirt underneath. Um, oh, <laughs> like, I kind of love that. It was, it was you know, really lovely and the, and the teacher was awesome. Um, and so that was my first ever experience. I was probably like 14 or 15 uh, and I really loved it. Um, well, I wouldn't say love. I'm an exercise sloth, hell, you know, like I enjoyed it enough to kind of go for the eight weeks. But, of course, you yeah. Went, you went eight times. I went eight times and I never went again. Um, but I have this hilarious memory of um, oh, this poor lady. So a uh, bit of a mixed bag of ages in, in the group, you know, that eight-week group. I was the youngest, mm. um, you know, most people around my mum's age, uh, you know, 30s and 40s. Uh, but there's, you know, a couple of younger women in their 20s in this um, lovely young lady, because uh, with with um, the, I mean, I'm not sure if it's the same. I assume it's the same with the reformal parties, but with the 
the floor work Pilates, there's a lot of that lingo is about um, the pelvic floor and, and, and holding your pelvic floor. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pelvic tilt and all of that stuff. Yep. And so um, we're, you know, a few, a few kind of weeks into the eight-week course and this young lady pipes up and, and calls the teacher over or we're all on the floor doing, uh, you know, we're lying on our backs with our knees up and I think we might have been doing what's called the hundred where you're, you know, hovering your hands. Oh, um, Yeah up and down off, off the floor and she calls the teacher over and in quite a loud voice she's like I'm so sorry I don't know what you mean by pelvic floor I, I just I, I can't understand what you mean and I kid you not the teacher spent a good portion like it's probably like a half an hour or 45 minute class she spent about 15 minutes with this lady completely going around in this just obscure kind of roundabout way of trying to describe what a pelvic floor was. At one point she said, I want you to imagine that you have a piece of elastic attached to your belly button and to the t- and to your lower back going underneath your body and I want to imagine I want you to imagine that piece of elastic stretching taut 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 and and that's your pelvic floor this poor woman was like I t- I'm sorry that makes no sense to me I don't no, know that just sounds like a terrible thumb it's <laughs> just like yeah exactly like a leotard she's like I don't I don't know what that means anyway I was lying there going oh god this is so painful and my mom my mom just turns to me and she was like you know what she means by pelvic floor, don't you? And I was like, I think so. And she's like, it's your vagina, it's your vagina. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. That's what I was doing. But, you know, thanks for the clarification. But I was like, this poor woman, why Why did we not just say, you know. I was going to say, that was a very reasonable question. Yeah, like, absolutely, totally. Uh, and I like that she asked me, it because there's, yeah. there's probably other women who were like, I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. <laughs> what is a pelvic yeah, well, floor? Yeah, that's the thing. Sometimes when you do embark on like new fitness, new fitness fads or not necessarily fads, but new like New just something you've never tried into before. fitness that you've yeah. never done before. There's always new lingo. There's always mm. kind of new ways of describing stuff. And I guess part of your job as being an instructor is to instruct and to be able to give some kind of clear and concise <laughs> explanations of, of anatomy, particularly in things like Pilates and yoga, where it's very anatomically based. Mm. I think you need to know what you need you need to know how to explain what a pelvic floor is without you need to just damn it i mean we're and, you obviously, need, and you've got to be able to say vagina you do i mean we're we're obviously a lot more you know open about these types of things now than than the early 2000s which is you know a terrible thing to think because it wasn't that long ago but it's like yeah it's like why why are we so afraid to just like talk about you know different parts of the female, you know, f- physicality, anatomy, like in order for us to get healthier and get better. There's all kinds mm. of gadgets to help tighten your pelvic floor now. But, you know, back then, I suppose, when when the Pilates kind of phenomenon arrived in Australia and was taking off. <laughs> I wonder yeah, if that I'm- woman ever found out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she found out. <laughs> she definitely found out. <laughs> anyway, I just so- love the idea that you and I were both doing Pilates. I was in Brisbane too at that time. Mm. So I was I was doing Pilates in the northern suburbs. You must have been doing Pilates in the in the western suburbs. It was west, it western, was a, sorry, a little, western suburbs. Little old uh, little old church hall in Graceful, I think it was. Shout out to to Brisbane, the hometown. Um, yeah, and, and it was I really loved it. It was it was really great. I you know I actually remember going to school like probably about halfway through the course, and I was I went to school, and one of my best mates knew that I was doing it. She was like, "Oh my god, like you can actually tell your your core is." Um, leaner, like than than previously, and I remember thinking, like, oh, I mean, I thought I was hideous. I remember thinking, like, oh, sure, you're like you're just saying that to be nice. God, I wish I'd, God, I wish I'd been nicer to that woman. <laughs> like, 
Thank you, friend. I appreciate the compliment. Yeah, exactly. And hot damn, it was like probably the leanest my tiny little torso has ever been. Anyway, sign Until it. you buy yourself a hydro core bag. <laughs> and put you, you back just out. wait. <laughs> so, I mean, it, the Pilates phenomenon. All right, so we've... So we're both basically, we, we were introduced to the Pilates phenomenon in the early 2000s. Mm. We both did very different types of Pilates, but still kind of under that same umbrella. So what the hell is it? Yeah, what is Pilates? So Pilates is basically a series of exercises developed by a German trainer called Joseph Pilates or Pilates. You know, I can't ask him, but, you know, I'm assuming everyone says Pilates, but it could be Pilates. Um, He developed it in the 20th century. He, as a child, he had asthma, rickets and rheumatic fever. So, you know, I guess that was his motivation. He kind of dedicated his whole life to improving his own physical health. And his belief was that the modern, I say modern, it was like we're talking about like, you know, 1900s, 1920s here, but modern lifestyles were contributing to, to poor health. Yeah, well, he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong, no. Um, uh, so he actually spent four years in an internment camp in World War One. He was a hospital orderly and he worked on the soldiers who were interned there. And, and this is where he developed a series of exercises. And he, you, know, you talked about the um, reformer Pilates machine before, he uh, the kind of the the very initial version of of that reformal Pilates apparatus was basically he would use the beds that the soldiers were sleeping on. You know those like really old iron like cots. Yeah, yeah, cots, and that, like with the spring spring kind of yeah. mattressy part. I uh, can't even describe it. That's how old they are. But um, yeah. So he would he would use those as a form of resistance and and develop these exercises a lot. So you know he was trying to work with the beds as a form of aiding resistance to kind of build muscle strength. And what they were finding is that the soldiers who added movement into their rehabilitation earlier into the process, they actually were improving a lot faster than soldiers who didn't have any movement. In their rehabilitation. This is fascinating. I did not know any of this, and it right. makes such good sense. Yeah, it does. And so, so you know, he's in a you know World War One internment camp. Um, he uh, emigrates to America in the 1920s, um, and he lands in New York with his wife, and they start a dance studio. And this is where they use these Pilates techniques that he's developed, um, and they basically started training and rehabilitating dancers and when some of the high profile ballerinas started coming to the dance studio very shortly after that the what was you know then known as like the society women started coming the fancy pants <laughs> yeah they, they they would come to this dance studio as well uh to to do these um this type of exercise um and that's kind of where it became trendy and, and where it took off um, now, if you've never done any Pilates, you don't know what we're talking about. Basically, um, the Pilates technique is focused on working the core muscles to support the spine. Breathing is a big component. It's different from yoga, which is there's obviously different types of yoga breathing, but it does yoga breathing is a lot more free form, whereas uh, Pilates breathing um, tends to be very structured as a part of the um, the exercises. It's based around a set of principles, including breathing, alignment of the spine. It's about strengthening deep torso, abdominal muscles, pelvic floor. Um, and you can moderate the ex- modify the exercises depending on your strength as well. And, yeah, as, as you mentioned, Sarah, he also developed a whole bunch of different equipment, um, like apparatus, and, and the most popular, the most famous is the reformer 
apparatus. So yeah, that is Pilates. Thank you, Joseph Pilates. Thank you, Mr. Pilates. So, uh, in in our uh, research into uh, what the fuck is Pilates, um, and is the hype? You know, well, does I, it live up to the does it live up to I, the hype? <laughs> I certainly didn't know any of the history of Pilates, so that was that was kind of fascinating. What you know, is it any good? I mean, Dr. Kavanagh, is is Pilates all that it's cracked up to be? Well, for, for a start, I'm not an exercise physiologist. I'm a GP. So pretty much you can you can safely say that if I have patients that come to me and tell me that they are interested in doing some gentle Pilates work, I'm going to high five them and congratulate them on uh, on wanting to do anything. Yep. Um, but when you have a look through the medical literature, there's not a lot sort of specifically looking at the effectiveness of Pilates mm. as an exercise method just for general exercise. Most of most of what I could find was specifically answering the question of, you know, is Pilates useful for treating lower back pain? Yeah, it and comes up a lot with with lower back pain um, in general, doesn't it? That's kind of the black. Like, yeah, what a lot of people might be using it for. And my husband was prescribed Pilates when he was doing kind of a long rehab after a significant back injury, um, and he found it to be really helpful. He was doing that with a physiotherapist, so much like. Angela has been. Um, and I think it's, you know, I think there is certainly plenty of anecdotal evidence that any safe, sensible core work is going to, you know, help in the rehabilitation of a lower back injury. Um, but when I was having a look at the, the the research itself, I could only find one systematic review specifically answering the question of, you know, is Pilates effective? And again, that was as an intervention for low back pain. Um, and I'll pop a little link to it. It's a, it's a good it's a good little article. Um, it is found in the Cochrane Library, and I thought we'd take a little little sidestep into uh, just. Oh, look! I think at the moment, definitely, de- definitely getting sidetracked here. But everybody's in the uh, in the habit of doing their own research, and so I think it's important <laughs> that if you are going to do your own research, you can't see my air quotes right now. But um, <laughs> I think it's important that you them. also I can feel understand them what good research is as opposed to, you know, anecdotal evidence or a poor quality study. Mm -hmm. So if you are wanting to answer a little scientific question for yourself, jump on the Cochrane database. So the Cochrane database is a great place to look for evidence-based reviews of the medical literature. Um, The Cochrane database of systematic reviews provides an excellent source of good quality systematic reviews. And just to take another little sidestep. <laughs> Woody in the background. <laughs> that is, that is, that is my beautiful dog <laughs> sniffing around the spare room. Um, a systematic review attempts to identify, appraise and synthesize all of the empirical evidence. So instead of just looking at one single study, mm-hmm. a systematic review goes out to look for all of the studies that try to answer a particular question Mm -hmm. and then synthesizes all of that data together, which makes the data more powerful because if you've got, you know, if you've got a study that only has, you know, 10 participants in it, that's not as powerful a set of data as if you've got a study with 100,000 participants in it. Mm -hmm. So a systematic review basically condenses a whole bunch of reviews or a whole bunch of, of papers into a single review and then kind of make some generalizations based on <laughs> that collective data. Woody, you're not helping. <laughs> <laughs> this is so anyway, good. This no, this is really brilliant. So I found one good 
systematic review in the Cochrane database specifically relating to Pilates. And this was a review that included 10 randomised controlled trials. So we're consolidating 10 different studies about Pilates into this one systematic review. Mm -hmm. Um, And this was looking at Pilates in comparison to minimal intervention. So that's to say like just educating people about back pain, giving them some anti-inflammatories, telling them to follow some daily activities or telling them to do nothing at all Mm -hmm. or other forms of exercise. So that was, I think those included things like general exercise, stationary cycling, those sorts of things. So Mm -hmm. we're looking at Pilates versus a whole bunch of other interventions. And in this particular study, the authors concluded that whilst, you know, there's definitely some evidence for the effectiveness of Pilates for the management of low back pain, there wasn't any conclusive evidence that it was better than any other form of exercise that that they were comparing it to. Mm -hmm. So they basically said that the decision to use Pilates for low back pain should be decided on patient preference, I guess availability of Pilates, because I think for Pilates to be effective, you probably need an instructor and at some times you might need, you know, sometimes you might need some equipment Mm -hmm. and, you know, the costs of treatment. Essentially, it said, look, Pilates can be very helpful for treating low back pain, but not necessarily any more helpful than other forms of exercise and rehabilitation. It's interesting that this one came back that, you know, to suggest that it's not any better or worse than other forms of exercise specifically for lower back pain Um, and that it's a preference thing if you like it, you know, and if Pilates works for you, Knock yourself out. That's well, oh, that's don't, right. Don't knock yourself out, obviously. But, you know, like, if it, you're like, using the reformer wrong, <laughs> but, but like, like with everything we talk about, with you know being exercise sloths and trying to create a, a, a most, if not all, days exercise habit. Um, if you like Pilates, or if it's something that you can see yourself doing a couple of times a week, you know, it's a it's clearly a, a good form of exercise and there's many benefits to it. Um, there's nothing, certainly nothing wrong Absolutely. with doing it. Absolutely. No, it works no. For you, and, if you've, and if you are rehabilitating from a low back injury or from a complicated, you know, delivery and, uh, and, you know, you need to rehabilitate your core, then I think there's certainly some evidence that it's a really reasonable and sensible way to go about that. But if you hate Pilates... You don't have to do it. You, you don't, don't have to you're do not it. You're missing out. <laughs> no. It's, it's not it necessarily back. any better than any other type of exercise. No. And I think that essentially what what I have, you know, garnered from from a albeit still relatively cursory look at all of this data is that if Pilates is a good fit for you and you can do it safely and appropriately, then it's going to be of value. But mm. if you hate it, don't do it. If you can't afford it, don't do it. If it hurts, definitely don't do definitely it. Definitely don't do it. And also, you don't need it. You know, if, if it's not if it's not for you, you you're not kind of missing out on working certain parts of your anatomy or, or you know physical body purely because you're not doing Pilates. Um, yeah, and, exactly. Know, and I think that. Sorry, oh, I was just going to say, just gonna say a disclaimer. Um, obviously, if you do have a lower back injury or you uh, have just popped out a kid uh, and you are thinking about Pilates as a form of rehabilitation, please, please, A, see your doctor uh, and then B, see your physio and, and make yeah, sure that they set up a say, program for you. Yeah, see a good physio. And and I know that in, you know, in the eastern seaboard of Australia and I'm sure in many other places of the planet, 
there'll be some amazing physios who specifically work with patients who have low back injuries or specifically work with, you know, prenatal, antenatal, postnatal care. So find someone good, find someone you trust, find someone who can explain what a pelvic floor is. And <laughs> it's you and, just imagine that you have like a piece of elastic attached to your belly button. It goes underneath your body and ends up oh. at your lower back. Um, and then tighten it. Tighten it. Tighten. <laughs> Tighten. I think the best way anybody explained when I was younger what a pelvic floor was, it was like, try to stop yourself peeing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that muscle. <laughs> and look, the pelvic floor is a complicated kind of sling of multiple different muscles. So it's, it is, it, it's complicated and rather elegant anatomy. But um, yeah, she ain't no rubber band. <laughs> Oh, so good. Um, this To me, this also comes back to something that you and I say repeatedly, not only to each other, but definitely on the podcast and in our socials, is the best exercise is the exercise that you'll actually do. Mm. So if you are rehabilitating or if you are just trying to become a little bit fitter, ultimately you get what you repeat, get, you know, get good advice, get good instructions. Um and and find something that you don't entirely hate doing. And if that's Pilates, then giddy up. I've got uh, a workout to recommend for this week. And surprise, surprise, it's a Pilates workout. <laughs> Get out of town, Get Joseph. Out. That's it. So I found just, you know, on the internet, as I do on YouTube, uh, searching different workouts. There's so many, so many free things on the internet, which, you know, can be good and bad because you can start one and go, nope, that this is not for me. And I certainly did that trying to find a Pilates workout. And next, <laughs> next thing you know, you're uh, swinging a, <laughs> a water bag. Above a water bag. <laughs> So, uh, you know, in, in, in order to find this particular workout, I did start and stop a few Pilates workouts because, you know, as I started, I just realized they, you know, they weren't the level that I was keen on or, you know, I just didn't love something about the video. So I stopped. That's the beauty of free shit on the Internet. I stumbled upon uh, Jessica Valant, um, who's got a, quite a substantial YouTube page, lots of different videos, and she has a workout. Where does she hail from? Mm, she sounded American. I didn't actually do that much okay. digging. <laughs> she seemed cool. She seemed calm. I liked her vibe. I was like, yep, you'll do. Um, it's called the Gentle Pilates 15 Minutes Pilates for Beginners Workout. Um, I've just said Pilates a lot in that one. So anyway, so it's a 15-minute workout. It's Gentle Pilates. Pilates. And it does say it's for beginners. So I was like, that seems like exactly what I want. The pros of this workout were was that um, – it's all floor work. You only need a mat and some space, so you obviously don't need any any extras, Tick. which is great. Uh, it was very slow and controlled. Um, she actually was is one of the first people that I've ever experienced doing this for, in terms of a fitness instructor. She actually said at one point, as we were doing, you know, a kind of a, a repetition of a particular exercise, she said, "You can stop if you need. Like if you're if you're hitting your peak, you can stop." She actually encouraged you to take a break 
and jump back in when you're ready. And it's so rare that anyone ever All right, says. I'm on the Jessica yeah. Vallant bandwagon now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> she um she talked about how she used Pilates um to rehabilitate after a particular injury that she'd had after some surgery, um oh. which I thought was interesting. And she also offered moderated versions of some of the moves. You know, if if you really are truly be- beginner and um you don't you're not as familiar um with some of these, or if they're just they were a bit tough, but it, to be honest, it, it really wasn't. It was gentle. There were moments where things got going and that's the beauty of those like, you know, similar to yoga, those slow and controlled exercises mm. is it doesn't seem like, they're not, they, they don't sort of, it's not like the hit workouts where you're jumping and there's yeah, you know, you're lots not of sweating about like an idiot. Yeah, but you're still getting a workout, like the muscles are still shaking. So there was, it was gentle, but you still, at the end of the 15 minutes, I, I did feel like I'd done something, which was good. Um, and yeah, all over and done with 15 minutes, big ticks. Lots of ticks all around for that one. The cons of this workout for me, it's not as detailed um, in terms of the explanation of some of the key exercises. She did point that out, um, but she has other instructional videos yeah. if you're a total beginner. And because I have done some Pilates, I found this one okay. But if you literally have never done a Pilates exercise in your life, she recommends going to some of her really, really beginners, you know, half an hour kind of guided videos and she will then presumably explain all of the reasons behind why you're doing certain things the way you are. Hopefully she explains what a fucking pelvic floor is as well. But yeah, that's for another <laughs> session. I'll give those a go and see how you go. Um, all right, I'll definitely have a look at it. Yeah, look, overall, very calm. It was super gentle. I felt really really good after finishing it. Um, I'd felt like I'd done something, but I hadn't overexerted myself. And I reckon it's perfect for when you're like somewhere between a four and a six out of 10. Mm-hmm. Good, good. I, yeah, look, I'm, I'm going to reiterate what you've already said and, uh, and I'll say it again and again, which is that if you are contemplating starting a Pilates workout and you haven't done any Pilates before, and particularly if you are nursing any kind of injury, Make an appointment with your physio first. Don't uh, don't take our word for it. We're we're, we're crazy. Um, <laughs> Talk about hydro some, bags or whatever. Get, get some get some professional help, people. Um, even in lockdown, your physiotherapists are still working. They all have a COVID safe plan in place. Get some advice. Yes, well done. Um, also. Yeah, absolutely don't try the HydroCore bag or do and let us know how you go. Don't, actually don't. It just looks so painful. Like it just looks like it's going to be... Look it up though. <laughs> yeah, oh, Look it up on the internet. Do that. Do that Kate whilst Hudson. you're Kate you know, Hudson, reclining the in the comfy chair. <laughs> Hopefully you're sipping some kind of uh, alcoholic beverage with your feet up. That's what we want you to be doing whilst watching somebody else. <laughs> Just heave a water back around their head like a lunatic. Watch somebody else rip their shoulder out. <laughs> if you pause it, you can see the exact moment she does the rotator cuff. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Oi. Oh. The Women Like You podcast is produced by me, Gab Burke, and music is by Hamish Camilleri. Thank you for listening and sharing our little pod. You can follow us on socials. Just search for Women Like You Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And you can email us at womenlikeyoupodcast at gmail.com if you want to subscribe to our weekly newsletter. Do it. (laughs) I'm Sarah. (laughs) And I'm Gab. And on the next episode, can we please talk about walking? Because I feel like the humble walk often gets overlooked. Uh, It's not as trendy, but it's such a great form of exercise. And I know that you love it. 
I love it. And and that's so weird because I, I honestly, I used to hate walking. Yeah. It's like I just, I didn't understand the point of walking unless I was, unless it was a mode of transport. Yes. I never understood the concept of just going for a walk. But walking is the most underrated form of exercise that pretty much anybody can do at any level because you're all doing it a little bit every day anyway. Um, yes, let's talk about walking. Woo. Yes. All right. I love you. I love you too. Soon. Hey, guess what? Yeah. Guess what? What? You're double vaccinated. I'm double vaxxed, baby. Yeah. Jab, jab, jab. No, just one. Just two jabs. Not jab, jab, jab. Just jab, jab. <laughs> jab, jab. Gab got the jab, hey. jab. Hey, jab, jab. <laughs> jab, jab. I'm very excited. I'm very proud of you. And I'm very excited that that means we are one tiny step closer to seeing each other's faces again. In the face. In the face. Oh. Yes. Get me right up there in your face. <laughs> <laughs>